You know what I see? Superheroes. And I'm going to tell you what I mean by that. I'm not talking about superheroes that see through the cement wall. I'm not talking about superheroes jumping over the sea and town or what I am talking about is superheroes that choose to respect themselves, others, and their dreams. And by choosing to respect themselves, others, and their dreams, they make a difference in their own lives and in other people's lives. I'm talking about everyday superheroes. Now, just like any great superhero, we need a superhero power, right? And I call this superhero power that we all have, I call it our you power. Because you have the power to choose. And today and every day, we're talking about choosing respect. Who here has heard the word respect before? Yes, you've probably heard it in your classroom, at home, hopefully on TV shows, hopefully in music. So we're talking about respecting ourselves, others, and our dreams, how we all have the you power to choose to do that. That was today's guest, Sarah Westbrook, a very inspiring and impactful guest on this Respecting the Process podcast. I'm Adam Roshan, and this podcast is brought to you by the SidFit Health Center, located on King Street East in Kitchener, focusing on the entire you. Whether it be fitness, nutrition, weight loss, strength, and or conditioning, perhaps you want to get into yoga. Develop your boxing skills. They've got it all. For more information, check them out at sidfit.ca. That's sydfit.ca. Or you can give them a call or maybe drop by for a visit. It's a very friendly bunch of people. And speaking of friendly, I had the opportunity to meet a woman who literally embodies that term. Sarah Westbrook joined me for a podcast. She's a very inspiring motivational speaker, singer, and the creator of You Power Concerts, which is a series of presentations that focuses on circumstance and how we choose to react to them. Sarah has a very inspiring story of her own after experiencing some pretty daunting setbacks and has focused her incredible perspective on helping others battle through theirs. You can find more on respectingtheprocess.com or download this episode on iTunes. This is the spunky Sarah Westbrook and her insightful take on respecting the process. Respecting the process, baby. So when did this start? You know what? It really started when I was 19. And I remember that I was singing at a mall, and a principal came up to me after the show was done and said, can you sing at my elementary school and talk about how you got to do the things you got to do? Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, here we go. Yeah, I'll do that. You know, feel the fear, do it anyway. Mm-hmm. I've been public speaking since I was in grade five, so I was used to speaking in front of people. I was just, you know, throw myself into it. So I went to the school, I started singing, and then letting the students ask me questions. And partway through the show, the questions weren't about, you know, how did you sing at the Blue Jays? It was about, well, did you have anyone not believe in you? Anyone disrespect you? What's your home life like? And it all came about challenges in life. Did you ever experience that? And so I found throughout the show, I was pulling out things that I had learned from my own back pocket along my journey of life because I'd been put into educational courses that were all about character since I was about the age of 11 because my mom started putting me into these, these courses and support groups because she could see that I was really 
getting down about certain challenges in my own life, my parents' divorce, my lack of relationship with my dad, Mm -hmm. and they made a huge difference for me. That's you know, I didn't always want to go to them, you know, to be honest, right? But my mom would drop me off and say, okay, you have no choice. Here you go. And then I really get to see that those were the moments that made a huge impact to where I am today. So when I, now when I connect the dots, I can see, okay, it was never just about singing. Even though I thought that when I was little, you know, yes. I was just sing, sing, Grammys, Junos, whatever. And now I see for me, it's about... The singing, the speaking, the life tools, the personal growth all infused into a combo. Mm -hmm. And that's what I do now. And that's where I'm so glad to be. It's so amazing how you've combined your passion with something that you just, well, I guess how you combine passion with passion almost. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's such a unique trait. The passion combo. Yeah. (laughs) And you went from musician uh, to motivational speaker mm-hmm. and, and you kind of used like you power to brand it and put it all together. Yes. So what was that like combining all your ideas and creating you power? Yes. Well, you know what? I have to say I have a great team and that team is my mom. Like, you know, we, we, we <laughs> bounce ideas and always have off each other yeah. for years and she's a very wise woman herself and we really have created a great team. If someone was to ask me, you know, mm-hmm. back in the day, especially as a teenager, you know, will you be working with your mom? No. No. You know, no, because you're Don't not. No, no, because no. you're, you're trying to, you, to get, go away. You're trying to do something. Here. And you know what? Now we've created a really cool thing. It's um, a mother-daughter relationship. Yeah. It's a friendship, but it's also a co-worker, team, player relationship. Exactly. And so when we... She actually came up with the name You Power, which is the funniest thing. She woke up one day and she's like, I know what you could call what you do. You could call it You Power. And then we started going back and forth. And at first I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I like that. I don't know. I don't know, you know, because it's still. And then it just flowed into, yeah, you have the power to choose. And it's you. You are the you in You Power. Yeah. You know, you might not be able to control every circumstance in your life. And let's be honest, that can be so frustrating, Mm -hmm. sometimes even tragic. Mm -hmm. And we get so caught up in the circumstance that sometimes we lose what we really do have control over, and that is our choices. That's where our power ultimately lies in our choices. And we can't always control the circumstance, but we can control how we react to it, who we become from it, what we believe about ourselves and the world. So that, in the essence, is you power. So, yeah, and it it embodies reacting to a circumstance. Mm -hmm. How did you learn that? Like, how did you come to the moment where you're like, this makes so much sense to me, I need to explain to other people? Yes. The most... Amazing thing is when my mom, when I was 11, she sent me to, it was called Landmark Education at the time. And it was just this whole, whole weekend thing. I actually had to go to the States for it because it was, I took the children's version. But you have to have a parent that takes it. You have to have a parent that takes this, this, this course. It's all about looking at your accountability. She was with you from day one. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just like pushing me into these things. Like I said, of course, I was like, no, I'm not going. And she's like yeah you are you mm-hmm. know you, your only choice is not whether you go or not your choice is whether you smile or frown when you get there yeah <laughs> you know there's your choice exactly. there <laughs> My, <is>. so <laughs> you always have your choices you might not always like them but you always have them and mm-hmm. so there I was and 
it was just like this moment where I was like, oh my goodness, I might not be able to control everything, but I have me. Yeah. I have me too. I got to get clear here mm-hmm. with my choices, my accountability. Yeah. You know, the person I'm going to be. And then I got hooked on Tony Robbins when I was 13. I okay. was like, you know, my I found my mom's cassette tapes. She told me about that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cassette. And that was an tapes. addiction, right? Yeah. And she <laughs> went to work one day and you know, I lived with my mom, so then when she went to work, I was the only one at home and and I found these 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 tapes and I put them in and listening to him speak and there was those aha moments as Oprah would say you know Mm -hmm. and you're just like yeah that makes sense to me about just being the master of your own mind Mm -hmm. and I didn't realize though in all honesty that that would get me to where I am today I was still just very driven on singing Mm -hmm. singing 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 yeah okay I'll do this I was really fascinated with how the mind works and I still am you know it's just a constant journey in my own mind Mm -hmm. and but I was just doing that on the side I called it Mm -hmm. and then I was doing speaking you know within my school public speaking on the side Mm -hmm. I never infused them all I was still just you know Grammy Juno Grammy you know I'm just going that direction exactly yeah just sticking with that singer yes yeah do you believe that you can create a circumstance? Well, you know, that's an interesting question because I've done so many, you know, different readings on different things where people have said, you know, actually you, um, you'll kind of, you will things into your, mm-hmm. to your life and that you may maybe not, maybe not even consciously, maybe subconsciously, but it was maybe a lesson you needed to learn. Yeah. Yeah. So... I mean, I'm open. I'm open to all different <laughs> different possibilities. Now, when I talk to the kids, I don't even go into that because, I mean, that would be a little bit too, yeah. you know, I want to keep it, kind of keep it simple. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that there's certain, there's certain things in our lives that, that come to us and we don't always see it at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't always see why that happened. Um, and maybe we'll never know why. I think why is one of those questions that, you know, can just kind of go on and on. Yeah. But if we change it around to, you know, what what can I learn from it, then it makes that circumstance at least have a gift. Yeah. You know, and I think that's where I really focus on is not so much why or how that circumstance happened because I think we can get really, get really complicated. For me, I like to just see, okay, that happened. Yeah. And what's the gift? gift from because if I can walk away with a gift even if it's something completely where you think there's no gift in that mm-hmm. there's nothing in that that there's a gift but if you think there's just one thing that you find you find you know support in or you find you've learned something about yourself you've learned something about others then that's a gift the gift almost being the moment mm-hmm. and then just taking what you can from it right or the lesson learned exactly. i found that with my dad when he died it was a, a huge tra- tragic moment for me like yeah. it was just i literally said to him i'll see you tomorrow mm-hmm. and then tomorrow came for me and not for him yeah and so and to you know see my dad lifeless the next day it was just it was it totally rocked my world in in a downward spiral. You know, I just flipped my whole world upside down. Exactly. And I remember thinking, well, there's no gift in this. Like this is just you know, mm-hmm. and and I went through a lot of dark moments within that time. You know, within those 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 times of having your world flipped around. Yeah. 
But then when I could focus on, okay, so I could I can't control that what happened, can't control the circumstance. Mm-hmm. But now I have choices here. So mm-hmm. I can't just, you know, give up and just sit on the couch all day yeah. and and wonder why me or, or let my thoughts spin out of control. Mm-hmm. Or I can say, okay, this happened, but I'm still alive. And now how am I going to move through this and who am I going to become? And, and again, going back to the gifts, what are the gifts that can be in this? And so it, I turned that moment around to not just focus on what happened, but ultimately focusing on the support I received from family and friends, the memories I did have and did create with my dad that yeah. I still hold so close to me. Yeah. And, you know, and just his humor. And do I miss him more than anything? But I've gotten to a place where I just miss him. Yeah. You know, and I can keep moving forward and have my life keep keep going. Yeah. And say, okay, Dad, I'm going to see you one day. But right now I got some stuff I got to do down here. Mm-hmm. And then, you know. Yeah, taking that taking that approach. And it, it, that's the most healthy thing that you can do, right? Look at everything as, as a... As a lesson, almost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And is that not, not always easy, right? No. When you have those moments where you're engulfed in emotion. and So sometimes you just need to take a step back yeah. and, you know, find those healthy ways to release your emotions. For me, of course, that's music. That's, you know, speaking, exactly. as we're doing right now. This is even healthy right now. Just, just kind of having a conversation about life. And then, uh, you know, taking some breaths. Yeah, okay. No <laughs> and so that you can clear out some of that emotion and that, that's kind of heavy you know like mm-hmm. that lesson's pretty heavy but we're right now we're in an elementary school yeah so you're able to convey such a dark topic or no, i shouldn't even say a dark topic but, but just like a, a sad generally um you know it, it's not exactly a happy memory mm-hmm. but you're able to translate that into something positive mm-hmm. and even share it to youth so how do you how do you go about expressing this message to like the six-year-olds you were talking to today, mm-hmm. to the college students that, that you talk to, to, to adults. Mm-hmm. How do you go about making this a general message that everybody understands? Mm-hmm. That's an it's a amazing question because I think we get really complicated. Mm-hmm. I think it's easy to get complicated, yeah. and we want these big words and these big fixes and these big you know, unique tools, but I want to keep it simple. Like I just want to get back to basics. Let's just, just be really simple yet effective yeah. and meaningful. Let's have fun with it too. Like, come on, we're, we got to have fun. So we got to have that balance for me. Mm-hmm. And what I do when I'm talking to different ages, it's different listening. So you can talk about a similar topic, but you got to have a different language and a different way to present it because you're speaking to a different audience so they have a different listening yeah so i'm big into speaking to their listening so mm-hmm. the stories will change yeah the the format changes so that it can be age appropriate because you don't want to start with something really heavy and you're talking to you know six-year-olds or you're talking to you're talking to um eight-year-olds or ten you want to make it age appropriate but still keep it effective meaningful and fun what's your favorite age to talk to you know i in all honesty i love them all i even do you power parents i love it all because i love people even though as people we all have our challenges we all get frustrated with each other or you know i just love people yeah and the, but the age group, when I really, really think about that, when I was 
11, I was saying, you know, things really started to turn around for me with my parents' divorce. And then I went from having what I thought was a great relationship with my dad to when my parents divorced, like never seeing him. Yeah. And I'd always have to phone him. And, you know, and it was just this, this total change in our relationship that I didn't understand. I didn't understand, you know, why wouldn't he phone me or yeah. ask me to do stuff? Why am I always reaching out or, you know, and that... I can remember being that age mm-hmm. in between 11 and 13 so well that I so relate to that age. So I know that even though sometimes it's easy to say, oh, well, that's not that big of a, a problem. You know, you know, wait till you're older. They, it gets worse. But it is at that age. All things, even though they might seem little seem overwhelming and permanent when you're when you're that age because so much is changing not just emotionally but physically your body's changing everything's changing so I really find that age relatable to when I found the most challenges in my life Mm -hmm. now did I still have challenges as a teenager absolutely yeah but then when I started going to these character education courses, I, at least I had tools in my back pocket. Yeah. I didn't always use them, mind you. you yeah. Know? yeah, I didn't always use them, but they were there. Mm-hmm. And then when when I started using them, I got to see that it's about creating new habits. That's perfect, yeah. That's really great. What, what, do you think the, uh, what do you think the most important moment of your life was that, that picked you up, that put you back on track, and that pushed you towards the person you are right now? Oh my goodness, we don't have time for all of these moments. <laughs> <laughs> give me like, uh, give yeah. me just like that one that sticks out. You know what, I'm going to, since I told you about about my dad, which just came out, right? Like I wasn't even preparing for that just to, just to come out, but it's all about just being free-flowing, fro- being yeah, real exactly, here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, when I, when my, after my dad passed away, I stopped singing. Like I just, just done. I was 20, 21 at the time, yeah. and I just said, no more. This is too hard. This is too painful. I'm probably not that good anyway. And everything that ever challenged me in my past, whether it was people's opinions, whether it was competitions I didn't do well at, whether it was body issues, came to a full front. And I was just like, I'm done. And I stopped singing because I was like, it was too painful. Yeah. And then as the universe, God whatever you believe in would have it, mm-hmm. it kept coming around that I needed to keep going. Yeah. You know, I needed to, to keep going. And, and different circumstances happened where I was put in a, in a position or as in, in an opportunity to, to sing and speak. Mm-hmm. And I'd say, okay, just this one, and then I'm done. Just this one time then, and then I'm done. Yeah. Just this one time. And what really started to happen is I started to see, oh, my goodness, and this goes back to I'm still here. Yeah. I'm still alive. I got to still do this thing. So why am I so stuck? Right. And so what I did is I started, and I remember seeing one day on my couch, I'm like, this isn't me. This isn't who I'm born to be. I'm not born to just to be so withdrawn or to be so fearful or to, to what I started to do was I got to the place where I felt like I couldn't control anything in my life, yeah. but I started to control like my food intake. All right. I got I started to get obsessed with body image, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I redirect my focus. So I'm not focusing over on this problem. I've created this new thing to focus on, yeah. which I didn't think was a problem but turned into one. Okay. 
and I just really thought, okay, this isn't this isn't me. This isn't who's this person? I don't want to be this person. And I started saying, so how do I get out of this? And it was probably some of the a lot of the things I had learned since eleven in my back pocket, mixed with my own now life experience of being in my early twenties. And I started to create a regime for myself. Mm-hmm. And one of my first things I did is I posted pictures of me as a young child all around my room. Yeah, you know, ones where. I was at the beach and my thighs were stuck together. I was like, I see that little girl? She doesn't worry about a gap between her thighs or she doesn't worry about... And I started, you know, look at how happy she is there. That's the true essence of who I am. So I need to just be reminded that she is still in me. Yeah. So I got to let it out now. Yeah. But I, it was, I had so much junk in my mind, I didn't know how to. Mm-hmm. So I started to work on how would I do that. Right. And what I found, and this is what I do with the, the young people, is, and, and with the parents is I thought to myself okay what do I want what do I want to believe about myself even though I don't like who do I want to be even Mm -hmm. though I don't believe it right now who do I want to be and I called that my end result so this is the end result I want so I had to think about the end before I even began Mm -hmm. so that I could have a blueprint of okay how do I make choices to get there and so now when you hear me say the character and result in there, that's exactly what I did for myself. Yeah. And I wrote it. I put it all around my room. I put it in my sock drawer. I put it everywhere. Yeah. And there's were days where it was so overwhelming. I thought, I, how am I ever going to get there? How am I ever going to be confident? Yeah. I'm so self-consumed with now body image, with these, these challenges in my life, with my loss of my dad, with all these things. But then I would just say, no, I don't always know how, but I know it's possible. And I would just keep saying that to myself. And so that's why when you hear me say end result, that's what I was talking about. So then I started to break it down into, okay, here's my circumstances. And I started to write them all down. Like what, what am I really struggling with? And then I would take each circumstance by itself and I'd write all my possible choices, negative and positive, like just all choices I could make from that circumstance. And I would just start filtering through like, okay, so this circumstance, how am I feeling? But how could I release that in a healthy way? Yeah. And then, but this is where I want to get to, this end result. So what would I do to get there? And that's why I share it with the students because that's actually what I still use in my life and it actually is what I used at that point. I had to think about the end before I thought about the beginning because it just seemed too overwhelming in the moment. Yeah. That's a remarkable way to think, it really is. And you've accomplished a lot uh, considering what you've gone through. So I need to know, what does respecting the process mean to you? Wow. You know, I think we all go through stuff. Some people go through some crazy, crazy stuff, and, and there's no rhyme or reason. Yeah. But I think that all challenges are relevant, especially in the moment that you're facing them not comparing to anybody else, but just that moment that whatever you're feeling challenged with in that that day, and sometimes things can affect us more than others depending on our day. So I think respecting the process means taking it all in and literally being mindful of the moment. Like just breathing and saying, okay, here's where I'm at. I'm feeling this way, I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'm feeling frustrated, I'm feeling joy, I'm feeling excited, whatever it is, but just being okay with it. Mm -hmm. Like saying, okay, I'm human. 
I'm allowed to experience emotions. Now it's not okay for me to hurt other people or myself because I'm feeling a certain way, but I can be okay. Like, I'm okay. And I can make mistakes, and I can get back up. I can dust myself back off and say, today's a new day or today's a new moment. And so I think respecting the process is all about allowing yourself to make mistakes, allowing yourself to be human, and to know that growth is a process and that sometimes it'll be two steps ahead and one step behind. Sometimes it'll be one step ahead and three steps behind. But as long as you have that end result in mind, you can make choices that get you back on track and support. Huge. Finding people, books, movies, music that support you and your process in that minute, well, that's really respecting yourself. If you can surround yourself and choose to surround yourself with that, that would be respecting the process for me. You choose to respect yourself, others, your dreams. Thank you for having me here today.